and welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am back again, and I'm so, so, so upset that I missed last week's episode, partly because I love Nate and Charlie. They are phenomenal. I've been listening to them since, I want to say, like their 50th episode on Good Morning Liberty, like every single day, as as, as often as, the, as, as they come out. So I've been... Um, I was very, very, very sad to miss that one. But I am back. Um, I've defeated the the internet woes that I've been having for the past few weeks or so. But uh, Maurice, again, here, uh, here more often than I am, for sure, that is 100% a fact, is the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Overlord of Liberty out there in the People's Republic of California. Amanda, how is it going? It's going all right. I'm, I'm about to uh, make make the trip out to uh, Florida to see my sister for the winter. It's funny because my sister is um, pretty far left and she's out there in Florida uh, li- living a life of, of freedom. And I'm in Los Angeles, which is the like most maybe maybe san francisco is a little bit worse but in terms of uh you know covidianism it's it's so bad like they went back to a to a full mask mandate california wide a couple weeks ago and i was thinking we never left that in in los angeles like everyone in we have it worse than other californians that's how bad it is uh but yeah other than that i'm looking forward to um to being in in friendlier climes it, it's 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 one of those things of like she is she's on the left in a red state yeah in a free state you're you you are libertarian in a deeply left state like what not you it's like you guys are fighting battles in states because you want to progress further along in those states it's it's one of the most libertarian states in terms of covid versus one of the least libertarian states in terms yes. of basically everything. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's crazy. That is that, that is pretty cool. Um and it, it's 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 always interesting. I mean, I'm not trying to go into family dynamics, but it's always interesting to to see how how families progress where you know, it's the the fact that you have somebody who's libertarian and somebody who's on the left like and and them coming from the same household. I mean, and, and there are always factors that 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 come into that. I mean, like my my my, my twin sister and I are very. I don't want to say we're very close. We're very similar as far as our views go. But my older sister, she's she is w- what we would call purple in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Whatnot. And I'm like, and I guess people can say libertarians are kind of purple when it comes to political sphere because they agree with. Republicans in some facts facets, and they agree with Democrats in some facets, and and wh- and whatever the case may be. But she is definitely more of like, I vote red because economically it's it's better for my pocketbook, yeah. but socially I am definitely more blue. Yeah, when it comes to things and whatnot. So it, it's always interesting just just going down that path and and just and just thinking like, how did I wind up here, and how did my siblings wind up there, and we went to the same. I mean, for, for us, we all went to the same schools, like. Huh. had pretty close to the same teachers and we're all over the place. It is so wild. My theory is it always goes back to childhood drama, oh, childhood trauma <laughs> and like, and like how, how you react to it. And then that just forms your political opinions. Right. Um, but no, and I mean, I, I came from a mixed family too. Cause my mom is, my mom's definitely more on the left. My dad's definitely more on the right. Um, mm. My sister, she doesn't even know that I have a podcast. Like I, th- I have to keep this so <laughs> far from her 
the one person that civil discord has blocked on Twitter is my sister because she can't know. Um, anyway, I love her dearly and that, that's why she can't know about this. So. Right. Of course. Of course. We, we don't want to have those, those fights over, over Thanksgiving and, or Christmas over the holiday period, or, no. or yeah, holidays. Anytime you get together, it's, it's, it is never, never a good thing. My, my sister was in town a few weekends ago and we, um, and, and f- for some reason we got on discussion and, and we were talking about, uh, just worst presidents. She, I, I don't, I don't know how we got on that discussion, but we had talked about worst presidents and I had named my, my, the presidents who I feel like the, the, the top three worst presidents in us history. And of course, one of them is always a surprise people. Cause I, I dropped Abraham Lincoln's name. <laughs> I love that and, about you. That's- and, and most, most of the time it, it, it is mainly just to get people, get people thinking about like, was of, of why do I think Abraham's a good Abraham Lincoln's a good president? Uh-huh. And so and so we got into this long discussion about um, this that or the other, and and it's funny because she she would say stuff like, "Oh well, the Emancipation Proclamation, you know, Civil War ended in like 18." And, and I'm not knocking her as far as knowledge or whatnot, because um, I I know she listens from time to time. So Lauren, I love you, I really do, um, and and I know you know that. But we 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 got into this discussion of when the civil war actually ended and who was like, who was the general? Uh, and, and so uh, my, my, my beef with the emancipation proclamation and how it really didn't do anything. And it's really just this, this political um, political paper to keep another country from entering into the war and just, just all kinds of things. And she's just like, but I mean, he had to do like, it, it, he was just, you know, he was, he was in a situation, like, I don't know how I would have responded. And I was like, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know how I would have responded either. I, I still, hindsight is twenty twenty. I just still think he's a horrible president. Like I would never, I wouldn't put him up there with uh, George Washington, who literally could have been, who literally could have been a dictator. Yeah. Could have been a president for as long as he so choose and decided, no, I can't do this. Cause this is not, this is not appropriate. Like at least he knew when to get rid of power. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I I refuse to put him on any forms of level. And of course, she was like, "Well, who are your other?" I always say like FDR and Woodrow Wilson. She's like, "Well, I could see those, you know." And and then we started to get into this deep conversation of of how slavery could have been ended, um, as opposed to, uh, you know, via war and 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 just the, this whole like concept of when people are, are are in their their framework of this is how life is, then we should keep it that way. And, and I get that. And like, and I mean, those are valid arguments, but I'm like, I mean, there are a lot of places that, that, that ended slavery in, in a different way. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, when you, when you, when you're talking about 600,000 people dying mm-hmm. over something that I feel like could have been avoided, then that's on you, but that's neither here nor there. But I, I, I always find it funny. When, and I even, I even said something to my class one day, and and I don't know how it popped up. Somebody said something. I think oh we 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 just started talking about presidents and, and they're like what president are we on? I was like I was like uh, I was like Joe Biden is forty six. I was like because I know uh, there's Bush forty Bush forty one Bush forty three. That's how I that's how I distinguish mm-hmm. between the two. And they're just like oh and they're like and of course they start talking a little bit about about politics and I was just and they're like you know, Coach Jones, who do you think is the, is the, is the best president? I was like, eh, I really don't know. I really don't have a best president because I don't, I, I may like, like, I may like three presidents of the, in the entire 46 of them. So I was, I was like, but, but I have, I have a lot of horrible presidents and I'm like, who do you think is your worst? 
And I was like, well, I'm not a big fan of Abraham Lincoln. And of course, these are 15, 16, 17 oh year old gosh. kids, and they are all shocked. They're like, oh my God, what is going on here? And I'm like, you know what? If you guys want to know why I'm not a fan of Abraham Lincoln, come see me after class because this is not a class right. about oh, this man. stuff. But it but it, it got them thinking of like, okay, so why do I think Ab- do I only think Abraham's a, Abraham Lincoln's a good president because I associate him with the end of slavery? Like, is that why I think he's good? Or what else does he do and, and, and so forth? And so it really got them thinking. They're like, oh, I'm going to read up on him. I was like, oh, please do. Please do. I love it. That's so I am interesting. In, I am in the indoctrination camps, indoctrinating kids in a very different way, trying to white pill them as much as I can, or red pill them, or whatever we got to do. But um, but enough about that. Enough about Abraham Lincoln and so forth. Let's get into into some 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 news and so, some stuff that actually just came out here recently. In case you guys don't know, this one of the worst slogans that's ever come out in presidential candidacy history: the "Build Back Better" plan. Um, it's so bad that they don't use it. Like that was Joe Biden's slogan when he first dropped because he because Donald Trump had come up with the the MAGA Make America Great Again and it stuck and it really did. It was I mean you you can't knock Donald Trump for his marketing schemes like it stuck. Now it's a uh, Joe Biden with a Build Back Better plan and I don't I, I, I mm, it is what it is. But there's a, there is one brave 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 Democrat and. I won't, I won't say he's brave. I, I I think he's just doing doing the things that he normally does when, when it comes to these bills. But but Mr. Joe Manchin said, "Hey, I don't support this. I'm not going to sign. I'm I'm not going to check yes to this. So it's dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. What are you guys going to do about it?" Kind of thing. And it's 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 been interesting to to watch the people on the left and the Democrats kind of freak out of like we may not be able to to push this plan through with all the things that are in here kind of thing um and 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 all those and all those fun things so joe manchin is causing an uproar on capitol hill he is he's electorally conscious you know whether you want to call that brave or not he's 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 conscious (laughs) he's cognizant of who his constituents are and everyone says this he comes from an extremely red state happened to elect a, a a blue senator um, and and that's been a thorn in the extreme left side ever since he got there. Um, yeah. You know what, what's interesting are, are the reasons that he gave for why he um, why he was not in favor of Build Back Better. Which you're right. It sounds. I think that's the first time I've ever said that out loud. They made fun. <laughs> they made fun of Melania Trump's Be Best campaign, and then you have Build Back Better. I'm like, that sounds like Be Best with an extra B. It, it's, it's fewer Bs, please. Triple Bs. Yes, yeah, the, the triple B plan. Um, but he was, um, Matt Manchin brought up a very good point, which a number of columnists have, have tried to get through, which is that part of the way that Democrats have tried to play down the cost of this bill is by saying, oh, well, we'll sunset these tax credits, we'll sunset these plans early, we'll, we'll sunset some of these provisions early. Now, of course, everyone knows that if you give someone, if you, you, there is not a government program that you just end, especially if it's yeah. not, if especially if it's giving people money, right? right. Uh, so they said, okay, well, we'll cut this down to two years, obviously believing that then when that time comes, 
they can they can sign it back in they can they can do another two years five years ten years and it also becomes an electoral issue because yeah. then republicans have to campaign on oh no 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 we'll keep that tax credit that you like that's what they always do with social security and other programs right. and then democrats get to campaign on well they're going to take this away from you um and Manchin said, you know, I, I don't think that this is an honest way to sell the bill to the American people. Um, so that that was very interesting to me. Well, what's even more interesting to me, or maybe not interesting, but just so, so odd, is that Manchin has never really been in favor of this bill. I, I don't think he's ever really indicated. I mean, yes, there have been certain meetings that he's had with, with the president. Um, that to which we're not privy, but he has never said that he's going to support one thing or another. And it's so easy if you're in a conversation with someone to hear what you want them to hear, or, or sorry, mm. to hear what you want to hear, especially if they're being diplomatic, right? right? Like, right. oh, yes, but you indicated that, you know, the door was maybe open for this. And when, when that's not what happened at all, Joe Manchin has never been very supportive of this bill. And now people are acting as though this is a complete curveball out right. of left field, like how I mix my metaphors. Um, so it's, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued about what this means for the Democrats' legislative agenda going forward, especially because so many of the provisions they said, well, this is our last chance to get them through. Um, you know, maybe that's a good thing, but it is, right. it is freaking some people out. Right. Definitely. And, and this could be a situation in, in which, um, cause I, I, I know I was reading one of the articles and they talk about, he, he had done something like, like this prior, which was, was with the, um, like the, the freedom act. I can't remember mm -hmm. what, what it was called before, but it, it was about like the, the national voting rights yeah. and, and and all kinds of things. And so, and he had, he had said, I'm going to vote no on this. And he said, and so the Democrats came to him and said, okay, here's a pen and paper. What do you like that's in this bill? And we will keep this and we will, and we will, we will make adjustments. And so that's where this new bill came, which is, it's, I, I believe it's now called like the Freedom Act or something along those lines. And of course, it, I mean, it hasn't gone anywhere because of this whole filibustering thing that Democrats are, um, or, are trying to get rid of in the Senate and so forth, which I, I love the government at a standstill, uh, which is that, that is, that is heaven to me. Uh, well, I'm, it's not true heaven, but that is, that, that is joyous for me to hear that Capitol Hill is not doing anything. And I'm like, yes, that is great. Um, I mean, even when, uh, and I, I know I've, I've been out of, out of the news for a while, but I know, with with the the debt ceiling almost not being raised, I was like, "Oh man, yes!" Like like here oh, we man. go. Let's make some adjustments. You know, uh, Thomas Massey tweeted about it and said, "Hey, I, I was not one of the people who voted to raise this debt ceiling, um, and so forth." So w when I hear people stand up against their own party and say, "Like, hey, I'm not voting for this because this doesn't," when in all actuality, it's because this won't get me reelected but th this doesn't this doesn't bode well for my constituents then then i'm all for it now they may do that and they may he may do the same thing again here's pen and paper here's what i like here's what i don't like and then they will try to cater to make sure that they get his vote which is what everybody does but for the, for for him to actually say like no i 
I'm not going to do this. I'm all for it. Joe Manchin, you are a hero. You, um, you're a, a gentleman and a scholar on this issue. Um, not every, not every single issue that's out there, but on this issue, I appreciate you being quote unquote brave and, and taking a stance for your constituents, knowing that you need to be reelected. Kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's, it's interesting how people are acting also like this is, this is Joe Manchin standing in the way. And, and technically it is because you would expect this to be a party line vote, right. uh, but that's part of the problem. I mean, right. when you can pin this on one person or when you can pretend to be able to pin this on one person and say, <laughs> well, if not for this one this one person in our party, the way it would have worked out is everyone in our party would have voted for this and everyone in the other party would have voted against it and we would pass it. That's not how this should be working. Right. Um, and and that, that is also, that, that's also a sign that when you are able to turn to the most moderate member of your party and say, this is your fault mm. because party line votes are the best that we can hope for maybe you're doing it wrong. And I say wrong in a very strategic sense because what you're doing is you are guaranteeing that there'd be this tug of war back and forth every election cycle because you're alienating so many constituents all around the country that all those people that were that that tiny little spot of people in the middle is going to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm sick of what these people did. That was so extreme because it went to a party line vote. Uh, so I'm not in favor of that. Go to the other guys. The other guys do the same thing the next round and back and forth and back and forth. So maybe yeah. it's a sign. Uh, uh, who who was it? I can't remember that that comedian where he's, oh, like there was a Jeff Foxworth where he's like, hey, here's your sign. Like literally, it's it's catch on, man. And yeah. I I don't expect people to because it's not in their best interest to. So if if me being me being true to to the logic that I hold people do what's in their best interest it's not in their best interest it's in Joe Manchin's best interest to say he's voting no um but it's it's in it's in the best interest of the politicians to continue this this war of always most I won't say always most of the time voting along party lines unless you voted for the um what 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 bill that ju- it just recently passed in the house and like Dan Crenshaw came highly under fire because oh, he voted yes for it. It was the uh, the the vaccine um the the vaccine yeah. bill that that was like talking about records vaccine databases. Like, yes, and yes, and the- for those of you who don't know that there was there was a vote about you know streamlining vaccine databases and some Republicans got upset because they were saying that it's. Uh, it's a vote to make it easier for uh, for people in power to access your vaccine information. And um, Dan Crenshaw voted for that bill, and he was saying, "No, it actually protects the information. It, it safeguards it, um, you know, from getting hacked, from other people seeing it." So, yeah, who really knows? I mean, I, I would know if I had read the text of, of the bill. So forgive me. Maybe I will this week. Um, I read I some of the read- text. Okay. And- <laughs> Dan Crenshaw is, is 100% lying. He's lying. Like, okay. it, it, like literally it was like, it cuts, he's like, it cuts the spending on this and it does that. And I'm like, it literally in the text says it does the opposite. Okay. Like literally says it does the opposite. Um, And, and it's, he's just trying to, 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 to shimmy his way in it. I, I, I think people are, are starting to find out cause, cause he used to be the love child of the Republican party. Like they used to love him. Mm-hmm. And so 
now they're seeing a lot of things kind of come out and he's just like, uh, kind of thing. But it's, I, I firmly believe that, that it is always in their best interest to keep things along, to keep things along party lines, because then every single election cycle, kind of what you were saying earlier, it's, it's a, Hey, if you vote Republican, that means you're going to, you know, here's what we can do. We can do this, 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 because we're all on the same page and it's us against them. The Democrats will do the same exact thing. It's us against them. What, you know, what can we do to make sure we attack them? What can, you know, or let's make sure we stay on, on the offensive and let's make sure we keep the Republicans on the defensive and so forth. And and I, I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Maybe if I, I, I know Joe, Man- this is not the first time that Joe Manchin has done anything like this. It's, and it's really been a, even when the, when, when, when those two Senate seats were up for election um, in, in their runoff about uh, coming up on a year ago, I know that they were Joe Manchin's name was always thrown out. Like he's going to be a deciding vote, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin. And of course, when you're in like the two way world, you always think like, okay, West Virginia, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin, they're always going to vote pro two way in those sense and whatnot. And so you always hear his name out there. This is my first time actually actually hearing it on a substantial level of, hey, this is a big deal. We can't do this whole, I mean, because there's so many things that's in this Build Back Better plan thing. I mean, I think it's the, like things from like climate change it, yeah. issues to yeah. all kinds of, I mean, all kinds of spending, all, all kinds of, of, of causing what, what our current inflation rate is above 6% to, to cause that to increase within the next year or so, which is very frustrating on a number of levels because I feel like everybody blames us on Joe Biden. I want to say no. Like if if you think that this is Joe Biden's fault, you you're economically illiterate. One man um, cannot do this. Right. <laughs> I promise you. Right. Like like and 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 I am no Joe Biden defender, but I always say, can you t- point to me which policies are causing the inflation that we're currently seeing? Because typically inflation is a lagging indicator in economics of what has previously happened. You are so blinded by your hatred for some random guy and and you're you're not realizing that this is stuff that's happened maybe a year ago or two years ago because of Jerome Powell and what he was doing, because of Donald Trump and 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 what the Senate and what Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi and what all of those leaders were doing as far as raising our debt ceiling, as far as um, increasing spending, but cutting how much in how much income that that they're taking it in, into how I'm, I'm afraid, sorry, and cutting how much they're stealing from American people. Like all of those things play a factor into inflation. So you have to understand, like, this is not just a once January 20th or whatever his inauguration day was, once that hits, now all of a sudden inflation happens and it's Joe Biden's fault. Like we've, we've, we've got to understand like, no, these are those issues. And, and so once we do all of that, I, I feel like I, I I feel like a lot of things happen, but I do feel like people are being white pilled. Mm-hmm. So like in all of this, in all of this, and 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 this kind of segues into the next thing that we're going to discuss. But I feel like a lot of things, a lot of people are being white pilled. So um, I don't know, and I know we haven't talked about it here just yet. But um, and I'm I'm skipping down to to to, to, to the Omicron. So. Some of you guys may not have heard. I know we haven't t- t- talked about it here on the on the podcast, but there's a new variant that is out. Um, 
I'm gonna tell I'm gonna be honest, and Amanda and I talked about this in the pre-show. I the only reason that I know about this Omicron variant is because I listen to people who do not live in Texas. Like nobody in Texas at all is talking about this Omicron variant. Like I watch the I watch the evening news every now and again because of uh because it'll be come on after sports or whatnot, and they may touch on it. And hey, there's a new variant, yada yada yada. Make sure we're getting the boosters. But most of what I hear is literally on social media or for podcasts that people who do not live in the state of Texas. Now, Amanda, on the other hand, completely different. But Omicron, um, Omarion, however you want to call call it, aka the new variant, is it what is that? Z, Zi, Zer, okay. all those variants. <laughs> so that's the thing is like I heard about this right when. Um, so so I'm a junkie and I I don't I try to avoid Twitter on Saturdays. Not always successful, but I I, I try to avoid uh, avoid. Twitter on, on the Sabbath doesn't always go well. But then because I'm a junkie, I go right back to Twitter on Sunday, like midnight. Okay, boom, I'm on. It's on. You know, half dollars over. Now now I'm back to Twitter. So, right. um, which is technically before midnight. But anyway, um, so I saw the news break about Omicron a few weeks back, back when it was the new variant, the NU variant. And then for about six hours, it was called the new variant. And then they changed the name. Uh, to they skipped new and what would be uh, Zai, but because it's spelled like G, because technically no, you didn't know that this was why they did that. No, I did no. not. No, so, so yeah, the, the WHO is quaking in their boots. They're like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> what comes next? What comes next? The XI variant comes next, which is to be fair, they're all the G variant. So I understand why they just don't want to be redundant. Um, that, right. That's that's how I'm justifying it to myself. So yeah, they skipped over and now it's named Omicron. Um, dear little Omicron, uh, which is in fact shaping up to be, um, shaping up to look a lot like a bad cold. And, mm. you know, everyone is sort of saying, well, we don't know yet. The fact that they're saying we don't know yet makes me think it, it looks like a bad cold. Right. Because if we had any more evidence that this was going to be bad, we would be screaming about how it was the annihilation of humanity. 100%. Um, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. A, a lot of what I'm hearing on the, uh, I, when I'm scrolling through my TikToks and trying to get away from reality and, and so forth, people go live. And, and I will say, I, got, I was in a, um, I wasn't alive one time and I was just there. On my name alone, they kicked me. I didn't say anything. I was just watching. They were talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, let me, let me, let me pop in." Because on TikTok, my 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 handle is straight and capping, and got kicked. I was like, "I didn't even say anything." I mean, it was just a boot, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, I guess they don't want to hear from any and caps in here. And I and I literally saw a comment and said, "All and cap is like anybody and cap will be booted." And I was like, "Oh." My goodness! Oh, talk, talk about diversity of thought. But anyway, w- um, when when people are talking about, of course, because you have all your your doctors and your TikTok experts, they say, you know what? This is a less deadly version. This is um, you. It's it's easier to spread, but it's it's less deadly. The symptoms are less deadly. And of course, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, that's literally whatever. That's that's almost how every single virus evolves. If it if if it's less deadly. You're able to 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 spread it easier. If it's more deadly, it doesn't spread as fast. Like 
that's I, 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 I don't know. I took biology in high school. So it's been a long time since since we discussed how things grow and 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 how things maneuver. And I and I will say this that I am no doctor. I did not go to school for any of these things. I am not a uh, what's the what what are they called? What are they called? Master of public health or no? Yeah, I... <laughs> that uh, um, uh, Johnny Anitas and 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 all those guys. They are. Like the, the specific doctors. That, oh, an that epidemiologist. Study. Yes, yeah. I'm no epidemiologist. Far from it. I just proved that I'm not one because I don't even know what the name is. I forgot the name. Like just proving that I'm not. But from my understanding, how viruses evolve, if they become more deadly, they don't spread as fast. Probably because they're killing the host. Yes. So the host does not give them time to actually spread it. Yep. If they are spreading faster, that means they're probably not as deadly because it's not killing the host. I, I could be wrong. Not sure. Um, again, I am no epidemiologist, but I, but from my basic understanding of viruses, I think that's how that works. And so when I'm hearing like people say, oh, well, this is it, this is it, you know, it's not as bad as the Delta variant. And I want to say the Delta variant wasn't as bad as the previous, as, as the original. So what are we talking about here? Like, and like, and now they say with confidence and this is where my white pilling comes in because I feel like everybody, and this could just be me living in my bubble. Okay. Not sure. But I feel like people are through with this whole COVID stuff. They're like, really? Um, Omicron, like this is, this is what you're throwing at us now. Like, yeah, really? It's not just you. I, I don't think it's just you. I, I am studying to be a doctor, by the way. Um, not not a medical doctor, but that's that's just that's details. Um, <laughs> so, as someone who's studying to be a doctor, no, um, I, I see it the way that it, it uh, appears here in the People's Republic is that those who used to be very very gung ho about COVIDianism, COVIDianism. Uh, they now, yeah, crazy. They now are just, it's just kind of silence. There's not mm. the screaming and wailing and gnashing, gnashing of teeth that you saw with Delta. Like everyone's going to die with the whole Omicron stuff. There's crickets. And for people who, for, for people who are more, uh, frightened of authority and want to be on authority's good side and want to, you know, get along to go along when they don't agree with what the authority is saying, they're not going to speak up, but they're just going to not say anything. It's sort of like the Dave Chappelle, we were supporting them <laughs> with our silence on Juicy Smoulier. It's the exact oh, yes. same thing. The famous French actor. Yes. Juicy. Yes. The 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 Californians, the Los Angeles are supporting Gavin with the good hair with their silence right now. <laughs> um, they're supporting Fashy with their silence is mm. what seems to be happening. But uh, yeah. I, 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 another moment of white pilling is, and I know some of you guys who listen to this show, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge sports fanatic. I'm a basketball coach. There's this gentleman, Kyrie Irving, who has been sitting out yep. since the beginning of this beginning of the basketball season because he chose he chose not to be vaccinated. And only there were only two teams. Well, I'm sorry, no, 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 no. There were there were a few teams. So there was you had 
the the New York Knicks, the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets. I know, and I know the Golden State Warriors. They were all requiring their 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 players to be vaccinated because of the city mandates that they were living in. So um, New York City was saying everybody who works in, in 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 the city or whatnot has to do that. And so the Brooklyn Nets said, Kyrie, if you're not going to be vaccinated, then you can't play at away games either. And so they were saying, so Kyrie said, okay, like I'm not playing. Now they're saying, hey, Kyrie, we'll have you play with us. You want to know why? Because I want to say there are 10 people on the Brooklyn Nets who have all contracted. I'm assuming it's probably this variant of COVID. Yeah. And they and they need help. And it's it's literally just like it's proving the point of if you were vaccinated and you're getting this and you're pushing this on everybody else who is not getting vaccinated, what's the whole point? Like if this, well, this lessens your symptoms. Okay, well, now we're saying that nobody is protected against this new variant. So we're all in the same boat now. How do we proceed? How do we move forward? And so I'm really starting to to become more and more white-pilled every time I see certain things. And every time I, I see people talk, only I put about, about the COVID aspect of like, okay, like there is some light at the end of the tunnel. There is not going to be any more COVID talk. I would say within the next, I think six months is, is rough, but I would not be surprised if, if there was something else needed to be talked about in the next six months. Partly because I know, elections are starting to come up and we're starting to, it, it'll be, we'll be in a new cycle. And so everybody will be talking about this, that, and the other, and things that we need to do to recover our economy from COVID because it's taking a huge hit and what we have to do to build back better kind of thing. So, um, but I, I, I will say that I am starting to be very white pilled because even in the NFL, you have a lot of teams who are, they're moving dates because, a lot of people in the NFL, I want to say their vaccination rate is close to 95, 97%. And it's, and a lot of their teams have had to, they moved games from Monday to Tuesday, from Sunday to Tuesday because of COVID protocol issues. They are, the NHL is, they're canceling games in Canada and this, that, and the other, like all kinds of, all kinds of, of sports are having to change their things because of COVID, uh, because of this new variance of 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 COVID, and so I I'm becoming white because I feel like a lot of people are starting to see through this. Like, hmm, maybe the vaccines don't do it. And then when you have when you have the the CEO of Moderna saying yes, everybody should get another vaccine and these booster shots because it's the only way we're on the other side of this. And everybody's like, of course you're going to say that. You're making money off of this. Like, so it is very much a a relieving thing to see all of the things that are coming out of this and the the, the COVID. Um, I the COVID, they're they're just they're done with it. People are just they're over it, kind of thing. Well, and and Omicron, I I might be wrong. It does seem to be showing signs of evading boosters. Uh, even like e- e- not not just saying yes. okay, yeah, they're, they're, the vaccine wanes and, and efficacy over time, mm-hmm. but that uh that it seems like boosters are just not attacking it at all. Right. Um, it seems to be what what's happening here. Um, you're the only way to continue lockdowns and still 
have some veneer of, of economic well-being, as you were saying. The only way to do that is move to a modern monetary theory regime. And I use the, the phrases monetary and, and theory incorrectly um, to, to move to that kind of regime and subsidize everyone. And then what you can do is, is you can say, OK, well, because we're subsidizing you, because we're subsidizing your health care, because we're subsidizing your, your helicopter paycheck, uh, you, because we're subsidizing all of these things, we can tell you what you need to do with, with, your, yeah. with your health, with your body, with, with, with your education, um, mm-hmm. with, with your career. Um, so it, it's, that's really the only way to keep doing this is, is to make that shift. Yeah. And I don't see enough powerful people, you know, I don't see enough CEOs being willing to get behind that. Yes, some, but ultimately not enough. And the American people, I think, are are mainly done with it. I think California is a pretty significant outlier. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of parents are angry. Um, a lot of a lot of employees and, and people are angry because, again, like you were saying, with with inflation, you saying you don't believe your lying pocketbook is a lot harder than saying don't believe your lying eyes. It's just, it's just a lot. It's just yeah. a lot harder for people to buy. Yes. Um, so that that's at least somewhat promising, and I am glad that this does seem to be a less symptomatic variant. I'm extremely glad. I mean, um, sure. I no no one wants to get COVID, but if your choice is to get one of the earlier variants or to get a new variant that has more mutations. And is also kind of feels like the common cold. Like this is the one you want to get. Exactly. If you have to get it, this is the one right. you want to get. This is it. You don't want to get the one that I got. No, <laughs> you don't want that one. You want this one. Yeah. You want this one. So, um, but but I I mean th- there there's just so much so much going on with this and 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 I love it and I I like what you put in your in your notes. You said. First U.S. case was detected in California. So much for lockdowns and universal masking policies. I loved it. It was. I, I remember it because I was. Um, it was dedicated. Or it was detected in San Francisco too. I was at the dentist that day. I was getting out of the dentist, I, and I saw the. I, I saw on the on the TV in the in the dentist's office. Gavin with the good hair was talking to a reporter. I was like, "It's him, isn't it? It's got, he's the first detected case. It's Gavin with the good hair." <laughs> There's no proof it isn't. That's all I'm mm. saying. There's no proof it's right. not. Maybe that's he. That's why he was out of commission for that for those few weeks. Might have been he, just he tested. I don't know. Sweating don't it know. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It is all good. But but again, I mean, like I said, I I don't get white pilled about a lot of things. This is one fatigue. They have COVID fatigue. That's what that's the word I was looking for earlier. Yes. People are just done with it. Yes. They're they're done hearing about it. They're done talking about it. They just want to live on with their lives. And the the whole inflation thing. I I, I I saw a meme the other day, and it was what a thousand dollars would have bought with would have bought of wood in twenty twenty versus twenty twenty one, and it, and it's a drastic difference. And I will say this: I love going to Lowe's. Lowe's is one of my favorite places to be. It is heaven for me. Is it? I get to I, I I love power tools. I love building things. Like I I thoroughly enjoy it when I go. And I see a two by four that I bought a year ago to build this desk. And a two by four, I kid you not, was $2.98. And then I go into Lowe's today 
and it is 898 that same two by four i'm like hold up something's a muck here and that frustrates me frustrates the mess out of me i'm like i because i want to build a whole lot of things but i'm like man it's expensive to build some stuff now granted the, i mean the prices prices have have come down because they, they were like i want to say what's the word they were like 12 13 bucks for for them and i'm like man i'm sitting on gold i got about four or five two by four sitting in my sitting in my garage right now but when when people recognize that and they see that they're like okay um i need to work more or you need to give me a raise or something something needs to change in order for for these prices to either drop or i need to be compensated accordingly once people really start to see that i'm like okay like here we go. That's why I know it was probably back in the first 10 episodes when I went on my rage of of inflation and why it's a horrible thing and you are stealing from people. It it is an is an it's a number for, it's a it is another form of theft because my dollar doesn't go as far and I I don't I don't know about anybody else, but I'm not getting 6 to 7% raises every single year. Like I I mean even when I was working for one of the greatest companies ever, a good raise for us was five percent. Five percent is a great raise. Five mm-hmm. percent a year. I mean, on your on your performance, I would say. Now, if you're if if you're doing out of cycle raises, I mean, knowing me, I'm, I'm always if I'm doing more work, I'm asking for more money, and they're willing to give it to me. Right. So, which is fine. But nobody's getting these six six and a half percent raises. Like, it's 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 nuts. But I I love that you uh, that the people people in People's Republic of California are are, are saying that and talking about hey uh, my, it's hitting me in my pocketbook we got to we got to fix this we we're, we're, we're over this stuff so yeah um, another thing that people are over and I thought people were over police reform and I thought that that police reform was a good thing especially out there in New York um, you you would think as a, a state like that they would be like. Hey, police reform, we've got to make sure because we have the Eric Gardner case, you know, and we, we do believe that black lives matter and we're all for defunding the police and so forth. And then they turn around and spit in your face and say, hey, let's uh, this whole stop and frisk. Let's make this let's make this statewide. Yeah. So I saying, hey, let's do this. I introduced this as stop and frisk for COVID, which, which it effectively it is only, only it's worse than that. So this is a bill that was introduced actually in January of last year, but it's, it's been waiting um, and it's going to go to vote, I think, in about three weeks. This is a bill in New York City, um, again, which I called stop and frisk for COVID, only <laughs> it's stop and detain and continue detaining indefinitely. Um, I will link to this in the show notes. It, it's pretty frightening. Um, again, th- this is this is the stuff. Uh, it's similar to the quarantine camps in mm. in Australia, but this is a bill that allows um, any uh, the governor or any conduit of the governor, basically any public employee, so including public mm. health officials, but not limited to public health officials, can detain you. Or here's here's I want to get some of this language up because some of some of it is, is truly chilling and I won't go through all of it but but it parts of it really need to, to be read. Um, so let's let's see here. So we have removal and detention of cases, contacts, and carriers who are or may be a danger to public health. Mm. Uh, the provision of the section shall be utilized in the event that the governor declares a state of health emergency. 
And again, the, the text of the bill makes clear that this can be really for anything that is considered a threat to public health. So anything mm-hmm. really, any thought, um, any, uh, you know, if, if they think that you're a racist or a white supremacist or, you know, a xenophobe, anti-vaxxer. anything, and it's cases and so, but sticking just for COVID for now, it's cases and contact. So it, you don't even have to be positive. You could be detained wow. if you're a contact, but here's New York administrators, including, but not limited to the health, to the heads of local health departments may order the removal and or detention center. What is removal? That's I get, I know what detention is. What's removal. So the removal and or detention of a person or group of persons by issuing a single order identifying such persons by name or by reasonably specific description of the individuals or group being detained. So you can you can describe the sort of people that you would like to have detained. Uh, because they're a threat to public health. And uh, if, if you describe, so usually if you're detained under this, under this order, you get a notice of cause. But if so many people have, this, if there's been a group of people that's been detained, um, you don't need, and not every one of them needs to be provided a notice of cause. Instead, a notice will be posted in a conspicuous lo- location in the detainment wow. facility. Um, the, this process can continue indefinitely for successive 90-day periods, renewed upon court order. By the way, it's it's rubber stamping a court order is the easiest thing in the world. I said this on Twitter. If you don't believe me, try refusing a field sobriety test. Okay, at yeah. midnight. You will have a blood draw so quickly by court order. Um, yep. And so again, so for 90 days, 90-day periods, why are we talking about detaining people for successive 90-day periods for communicable disease? What, what is, what is going on? So, so again, initially what it is, is three business days. And the way this is worded, it makes it sound like you might not even be able to contact people when you're detained. You tell the detainers to contact counsel. You have a right to counsel because you can appeal. You can have a hearing after three business days, but it doesn't actually say the hearing has to be granted. You can apply for a hearing to prove you're not sick, but I don't think it needs to be granted. By the Texas bill, it doesn't. And what can happen is instead is that uh, the public health official or whomever needs to go and seek a court order to have the, uh, the your containment, your internment renewed. And they can ultimately do that for 90 days. And then if that 90 days expires and they still want to keep you or a group of people, they can just go and have that renewed for another 90 days in some kangaroo court. This is a very easy thing to do in the health profession, but it's, it's incredibly easy to do. Yes. Um, then And then we have a, a line on forced treatment. So, and I am pretty consistent on no forced treatment of anything ever, yes. uh, but we have, okay. Uh, in addition to the removal or detention orders, yada, 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 um, uh, people may, the public health officials and governors may, uh, in his or her discretion, issue and seek enforcement of any other orders that he or she determines are necessary or appropriate uh, to prevent dissemination or transmission of contagious diseases or other illnesses that may pose a threat to the public health. And they, they have a laundry list of including but not limited to measures. And then some of them, one of them is to require an individual 
who has been exposed to or infected by a contagious disease to complete an appropriate prescribed course of treatment, preventative medication, or vaccination, including directly observed therapy to treat the disease and follow infection provisions for the disease. They also have some weird language on uh, on radioactive chemical decam- decontamination, which is interesting. But um, at any rate, yeah, so, so now we have... Um, we have forced internment, forced treatment. Uh, so, so forced medical, tr- forced, forced internment, forced attainment, indefinitely, forced medical treatment determined by the people who are detaining you. They can decide what medical treatment you need to receive. Um, this is upsetting. Uh, yes. For, for, for me, um, I, I expect it's upsetting for a lot of people. Um, I don't expect this to pass, but it, it should be clear that this is a bill that is designed to punish people for doing things you don't or for not doing things that you do want them to do. Mm-hmm. And that is not how the law is meant to work in, in our country. Again, I don't expect it to pass. I think it's bad enough that it's been introduced. And I certainly think it's bad enough that that's that it's things like it have been enacted in places like Australia. Right. It is. It, it shows that you're not afraid to put your name on this bill. Like normally if three, four, five years ago, if this bill would even come up, people would be like, there's no way I'm going to be attached to that. There's no way, no way. Especially when, when we're calling, you know, our current president, a, dictator he's a fascist and he's this and he's that and and so forth so i would never put my name on a bill like that because then i'm turning around and acting in the same way of of taking away people's rights to to be able to to say what they can and cannot do with themselves and i'm taking a bill and taking away people's rights of a um i mean uh, of 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 their privacy you know to be able to you were assuming something for somebody and then and if if we'd have said this three years ago, you'd be like, "Oh, that's minority st- minority report stuff." Mm-hmm. Like you're you're you over here speaking about movies, like, like that's that's far fetched. And and now you're like, "No, this is literally being being like proposed to people to vote on." Like it is the com- a complete one eighty than what people talk about. But if 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 in the beginning. We just said, hey, this is what it's going to lead to. You'd have called me conspiracy theorist. You'd have said, I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm talking about. That, you know, you just need to read a book. And that's not what they're doing. That They're doing this for our own safety. And you, I guarantee you, some people say, well, they're doing this for our own safety. And if, you know, if you don't do this, then you're not a real patriot. I have somebody, somebody literally say, if you don't get vaccinated, you're not a real patriot. It's just like, wh- wh- what do those two things have in common? Like, those are literally... Those have nothing to do with each other. So, moving on, like th- th- those are arguments. I'm like, okay, you you just don't you don't understand what you're talking about. I mean, so you're hearing all this and you're seeing all this, and it's like it is very sickening, very sickening. And it's always this idea of it can never happen to us. This will never happen in my state. This will never happen in my state. People in Texas say this all the time. They're they're complacent. Oh, we'll we'll never get a governor. I mean, Texas' big issue is firearms. We'll never have somebody who, who's going to come and try to take away our firearms. This is Texas, and we love our guns. And just like I, you say that in two years, that can all change. 
Mm-hmm. Like this just shows how quickly things can things can happen in the political sphere. Um, and and for for this is an, another white pilling moment for me because I've always been on the mindset of like things can't change that fast. Things won't change in my lifetime. And it's just like what's happened over the past 24 months has literally turns everybody's life upside down. It is quick, just like that, you can spark some some sort of change. So it has definitely been been another white pilling moment, even though there's this is this is coming from a negative perspective, but turning it around and trying to find the positive in every single situation that I'm in, there's always some silver lining. It's understanding that that if if people who are this crazy can do this, I'm crazy too. So what what can my craziness do to bring about some sort of liberty and freedom for people who who don't even know that they need it, kind of thing? So it it is it's definitely a white pilling moment, uh, in in that fact and understanding like, hey, something good can come of this, knowing that people's mind can be changed just like that, and they can be, I don't want to use the word manipulated, but they can be influenced. Mm-hmm to 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 move in a specific way and to move amongst specific avenues in order to make in order to make certain changes happen to where now they're crazy enough to propose this legislation legislation it could be and I, I know a man and I are probably not on the same page with this but it could be two years somebody's proposing legislation to disband the United States <laughs> and I'm like wow like who'd have thought? Two years ago, y'all called me crazy, and now here we are because we don't get along, you know? So, hey, who knows? I mean, it, it, it's, it, it goes to show, too, that you were talking about patriotism, and if you, if you don't get vaccinated, you're not patriotic. It, really, so much of this, I've said this before, so much of this, you can do a play-by-play of how it aligns with the war on terror and yep. domestic surveillance. You could see an act like this being passed after 9-11. You could, you could do, you could do uh, Muslim or suspected Muslim detainment, and you know what? It would be just as disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and 100%. It, it, it goes to show that people in power will, a lot, a lot of the time, if you're talking about partisan politics, I feel as though the major parties in our country will put you in a cage for the right reasons they there there is some there is some justification that 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 they think is the greater good that will move them to violate your civil liberties um this could have been written by republicans about terrorism it's being written by leftists now about uh about public health um so I, but I, I do, I do like the, the spin that, that you're, um, that you're putting on it. It's not just spin. Um, that I, I do like the, the take that, that you have on it because it is more out in the open now. And I, I think mm-hmm. more people, you know, there, there are a lot of Biden voters who are not behind this. Um, there are a lot of Republicans that, that I hope uh, will, We'll see the the error in, in their own thinking and the policies that have that have contributed to some of this. I don't know if they will or not. Right. Yeah, and and I but. I keep on going back to this is this is how it happens. I mean, if you want to know how totalitarianism happens and how people let it happen, um, this is a really good case study. Is is it you you redefine justice um, 
that's that's the first way and it started with plato um but but you you redefine justice and um you from there you 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 define an out group and it's an out group from within the country and you make them the enemy you make speaking out in favor of civil liberties you make that sound like the bad thing when you are doing the heroic thing you will not feel heroic because people will tell you you are the bad guy and that doesn't mean that everyone who is being called the bad guy is heroic but it does mean that the barometer for heroism is certainly not public opinion right definitely could could not have said that better myself. I was surprised with that. Could that not. that's uh, yeah. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> <laughs> the barometer for heroism is not public opinion. There we go. Get on, teacher. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put that when we start selling merch. There we go. That and normalized liberty. Be... <laughs> I, I threw that out during my debate with with Charlie on Good Morning Liberty uh, last week. It's like yeah, I dig that. Good normalized liberty. Normalized liberty. Yeah. Yes. So that that is it for us tonight, today, whenever you are listening to this. Um, as we end every show, please, 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 please share the show with a friend, a family member, somebody who you would who you think needs to hear this, somebody who lives up in New York and they're they're having the uh the vote on this in the upcoming weeks over the Christmas holiday, the seasonal holidays, whatever we celebrate over this time. Uh they're having all these votes coming up. Share this with somebody who who's up there who needs to hear. Share this with somebody in California who knows that the Omicron variant is a big thing. Share it with somebody in Texas who hasn't even heard the Omicron variant. You know, share it with anybody you need to. Um, please, please, please follow us on on Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, leave us a five star rating review. Follow us on Spotify, wherever you catch your podcatcher. Do all of those things. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and and so forth. I figured out a way to every time I post, uh, every time I actually upload the, the, I produce the podcast, it can send out a tweet. It can send out a, a, a notification on Instagram or whatnot. Hey, go ahead and listen. So hopefully the next week or two, we will get that going. So that way you don't have to keep checking your Apple podcast. You can just say, oh, there's a tweet right there. I follow them. There's my notification. Here we go. There's another. There's another podcast that's open. For, uh, that's open for me to listen to. So do all of that, and I assure you, we will be, we will be back again next time for another episode of Civil Discord. Until then, y'all be easy. Stay fierce.